we're back. Hey. <laughs> Playing the part of Richie Rich tonight will be Steve Classic. Oh, thank you very much, Captain. Thank Playing the much. part of Steve Classic will be Big Kahuna. Wow. Good evening. <laughs> Playing the part of Captain Kickass will be Captain Kickass. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. In case you're wondering what we're babbling on about. Captain's Log. Star date. Zero five zero one five two zero two two. Those are official uh, demarcations now in the uh, captain's log. Nice uh, logbook. Uh, Great job, Captain. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you very little. It yes. was ungratefully depreciated. <laughs> uh, and if you're when you're moving the mic around, try and hit the uh, oh the cough button. button. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yes, it's all right, yeah. It's all right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm not used to being over on this second chair. No, you. I'm a number two. You're tonight. number two tonight. Exactly. We've we've moved things around. We've we've had some uh, personnel, you know, changes. People need days off, and yeah, some people can't get here. You know, uh, all the time. You know, I myself included. I I missed last Sunday. Right. Gas prices. I mean, you I'm not driving far. I miss yeah, gas prices. In fact, uh, oh. on my way into the studio, I saw. Four forty nine wow. here in New Hampshire. I paid four sixty five on my way, way up from Florida a couple days ago. Wow, wow Florida man! What? To, well, you drive a Prius. You probably haven't fueled up in, <laughs> since last year or something. Oh, right? oh, the, yeah, the, I rub the Prius in everyone's face now. <laughs> oh, you got a Prius? You got a Prius? Like, yeah, I got a Prius now. They're all jealous. I have, <laughs> I, I have, I don't have friends, but I have some internet friends. <laughs> That uh, have been taking photos of gas prices. Uh, this one is in New Hampshire. Um, now this one's from somewhere uh, outside of Seattle. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's uh, Mount something or another. Uh, Five fifty nine for the for the cheap stuff. Gasoline. Yeah, diesel six twenty nine. Wow. Uh, and then this from uh, a gal I know who's taking a trip down to the Los Angeles area. Uh, <laughs> regular at six ninety nine plus is seven nineteen V power at seven twenty nine at the a, at the shell station. A bargain at half the price. Wow. Wow. Let's go Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 go yeah, elsewhere. I did that. Let's you gave me a bunch of stickers, Kahuna. Let's, I may have done that. Yeah, those things just fly you know, you put them on there and the next day they're gone. So, I we could talk about inflation and that kind of thing, but I want to talk first about abolishing the police. Back the boot. Because I, there's no choice in the matter. You don't have any choice. Normally, when you subscribe to a service or you purchase a product or something along those lines, um, if the organization that you pay to do these things, if they do a crappy job, well, then you can fire them and hire a competing service who has a better reputation or, you know, or they yeah. more fulfill what it is you're looking for in an organization to do those kinds of things. When it comes to police, you don't have any choice. It's take it or leave it, uh, you know, move to another yeah, town. Yeah, go to perhaps. another town with another bunch of police department. Right. But it's the same thing. You still have no choice in the matter and you can't fire them. No accountability. There's zero accountability. Who watches the watchers? Mm -hmm. Right? They're going to say, oh, we have internal affairs. Yeah, but like what kind of effect yeah. <laughs> do they actually have? And do they prevent 
horrific things from happening. And, and the fact of the matter is that the, uh, the outcome does not suit the amount of money that's put into it, right? The ends do not justify the means. And so things like these, I got three different stories here. Things like these continue to happen. We continue to talk about them here on Free Talk Live. There's a whole bunch of other alternative media outlets that are talking about this as well. So this from uh, the Free Thought Project. Jury finds officers at fault for failing to stop fellow cops from beating an innocent teen unconscious. The, the cliff notes on this thing is uh, there's several cops, three cops, I believe, involved in this. One cop decided it was a good idea to beat a teen unconscious. The other two cops stood around and did nothing about it. They turned their cameras off, probably. Well, we'll oh, the, the story, oh, okay. the story we'll talk about some of the, some of the things that happened. But the, the cliff notes is that uh, I, I, I didn't expect this to happen. It doesn't usually happen, but a jury finds those guys who stood around and did nothing. They found them at fault. Really? Yeah, which is unusual, right? Usually the courts are on the side of the system, and they just go, oh, yeah, whatever, we investigated right, ourselves, right. and yeah. we found we did nothing wrong. So a little bit of an unusual twist, but the real twist here, not twist, but the real outcome here is that the cops themselves who were found at fault are not going to pay anything. They're on administrative leave. Right. So there's no punishment for these guys other than administrative leave. Right. Which means you don't have to show up to work and you still get your money. They get paid. They get paid to stay home. They continue to get paid. They continue to Pensions. build towards their pension. Yep. They continue to have benefits. Right. Uh, but who's going to pay the actual bill here? Right. Because if they found them at fault, that means that, you know, uh, let's say the family of this teen sued them or whatever. They're going to be yeah. awarded some sum of money. The city will pay for it. No, not. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what they're going to print in the newspaper, right. of course. But it's not the city. Uh, you are the city. The right. people of the city are the city. That's who's going to pay yeah, for it. Taxpayers. The taxpayers yeah. are going to be on the hook for this thing. Uh, this is out of Contra Costa County, California. The taxpayers will soon be shelling out some serious settlement money after a teenager was brutally choked until he fell unconscious and then beaten even more afterwards by a cop's flashlight. I don't know if you've seen the cop flashlights. Oh, those are heavy duty. The they're about twelve, eighteen inches long. Yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know what inch and a half. They probably weigh, they probably, they probably weigh like me. ten, fifteen pounds. Yeah, uh, mag light. I mag think light. Oh, oh, yeah, common, yeah. with D uh, batteries in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good and heavy. Uh, Body camera footage from the disturbing incident shows that after the cops beat Ricardo Hernandez, then 19 years old, they lied in their police reports to cover their crimes and justify their false arrest. Wow. In one of the first of its kind cases, the jury has found that officers at the scene that night failed to intervene and stop what jurors believe was excessive force uh, by a Costa County Sheriff's deputy. During It was a traffic stop, apparently. The verdict was made in civil court and calls for Hernandez to receive $500,000 in damages. So, on one hand, okay, great. You know, the, the dude was wronged. The family sued. The court said, yeah, those guys were in the wrong. We award you $500,000. You would think in a regular situation that would be cool. Well, what about the psychological damage to the, oh, to the team? Yeah. But who's going to pay that $500,000? The city. 
yeah. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, the city will pay for it. Not the, the insurance city. policy will pay for it. The the taxpayers of that city oh. or county Oof. are going to pay. According to the lawsuit filed in federal court, Hernandez was a passenger in the backseat of a stolen car, which he did not know was stolen. In fact, none of the occupants knew it was stolen. Sheriff's Deputy Brandon Battles. Brandon? Battles. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's, that's a cop name. If Battle, Battles. Battles. Yeah. Like Dr. Payne. He pulled the car over after noticing it was driving with no lights. When he ran the plates, he found the car was stolen, called for backup. As the video shows, all of the teens were ordered out of the car one by one at gunpoint. Hernandez complied with the orders to walk backward with his hands on his head. However, as the video shows, instead of handcuffing the compliant teen, Battles put him in a cartoid hold, a type of neck restraint. I think that, that sounds similar. like a wrestling that's move. The, that's like the, the half Nelson yeah, or the full Nelson, yeah. something like that. Sounds like an RKO. And, of course, uh, Hernandez lost consciousness. <laughs> I don't feel I did anything wrong, Hernandez said. I was a little scared because there were a lot of officers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as Mercury News reported, video from a police body camera received by this news organization shows some of the scene of the arrest, including a clip where at least one deputy can be heard saying, he's out, he's out, he's out. The lawsuit argues that when the deputy said he's out, referring to Hernandez, Battles knew that meant Hernandez was unconscious, but that Battles continued to instruct him to give his left hand behind his back and be handcuffed. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number here if you'd like to weigh in more free talk live is coming up it's the sunday night edition yeah! and we're back yes we are back it is free talk live it is the Sunday night edition. The telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join in the conversation, is 603-283-6160. Again, that telephone number, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass, joining me tonight. Big Kahuna. Steve Classic. And welcome, Big Kahuna, your debut. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're looking tan. You've been in the uh, in the south. Uh, I may have been. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been sunny around here. It so, has. It feels like Florida right now. Yeah, eighty five or something. Yeah. You know, the other day. I think it was eighty seven yeah. in my apartment yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of folks uh, getting yard work done. That yeah. kind of stuff. Getting sunburned. Yeah. We are talking about. Well, I'm talking about specifically uh, the idea of abolishing the police because uh unlike any other service or product you have no choice in the matter they they claim a monopoly over protection services over policing services and we know that people do want protection services we know that it's important uh however whenever somebody has a monopoly on it things always go awry Mm-hmm. And in this first story that we have tonight, we're talking about a 19-year-old gentleman named Hernandez who was beaten unconscious by a police officer. Uh, the lawsuit, and then they, they sued for uh, abusive, you know, police abuse, whatever, that kind of a thing. Uh, he was awarded $500,000 in the lawsuit. 
Uh, the lawsuit argues that when the deputy said he's out, uh, when the deputy had choked the guy out, he's he, he out. announced that, that he's out, he's out. Um, referring to Hernandez, the officer, Officer Battles, knew that meant that Hernandez was unconscious, and he continued to instruct him to give his left hand to be handcuffed, even though he couldn't. He's unconscious. It's impossible to do. After the deputies repeatedly demand Hernandez stop resisting in the video, (laughs) again, impossible to do when you're unconscious, uh, one can be seen hitting him with a flashlight. And we discussed how big a... Uh, police flashlight is the maglite style that they carry it doubles as a baton in fact police are trained to use this flashlight mm-hmm. as a baton uh, the lawsuit alleges that battle struck hernandez in the head and neck six times with his flashlight and another deputy joseph anderson beat hernandez right shoulder area good hitting police serving and protecting the crap out of this guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> quote i will expletive shoot you a deputy's voice can be heard saying in the video, the lawsuit states that this is the voice of Battles, who had his pistol, had his pistol, mm, had his pistol the head of this unconscious. I, I think they're... Typo. Typo, yeah, they missed a word here. It sounds like they, they hit him in the head with, with his pistol as the other guy beat him with the flashlight. So one guy's pistol, pistol whipping him, yeah. the other guy's beating him with the mag light. Because he's not complying, because he's unconscious. Conscious. Can't respond. Right. Hernandez himself says, thank God I'm alive. He was there protecting me because, uh, referring to God, not the police. (laughs) He was there protecting me because, in my perspective, I would have been dead. So this guy was obviously afraid for his life. He thought he was going to die. There's there's no way to whitewash this. Attorney Kajina said to KTVU, what deputy battles did was wrong and egregious. And the fact that no one, including the officers from Richmond PD, did anything to stop him shows that they're liable for this conduct. So congratulations on the ruling. Unfortunately, despite the taxpayers being placed on the hook for nearly seven figures, none of the officers in the video below faced discipline in this matter. They do enclose a video here. I'll put the link, of course, to this story out on our social media. So social.freetalklive.com. If you want to see the video for yourself. So, I mean, one story like this would be, you know, okay, mate, Captain, you're getting carried away. Why do I have a feeling it's not the only story? Mm. This week. Yeah. The, this year. <laughs> or, yeah, this This month. decade. Yeah. Today. You know, this century. <laughs> Um, we cover these types of stories frequently, and we don't cover them all by any stretch of the imagination. Just a sampling. Just a, a very, you know, right. a small quantity of them actually make it through our show prep and on the air. There are other alternative media outlets that cover these in more depth than we do, uh, cover more of them. You know, feel free to launch your preferred search engine to find them, but... One incident like this, you you might be, oh, Captain, you're getting care. Abolish the police for this one incident. No. These incidents happen at a frightening rate, more so than what uh, anybody would call a legitimate security incident, right? A, a response to something where they've actually helped somebody. So, also from the Free Thought Project, this is from May 12th. A 10-year-old girl calls 911 to report her police officer dad for sexually abusing her. Fellow cops cover it up. 
Well, come on, man. That's not a real story, is it? Chicago, Illinois. Frequent readers of the Free Thought Project are all too familiar with the concept of the thin blue line. Though law enforcement claims this line represents the force between good and evil, it is often used as a means to coerce and silence victims of police officers, especially when it comes to domestic abuse. For nearly a decade, TFTP has reported on countless incidents of police officers covering for fellow cops when they commit an act of brutality or when they beat their wives. Victims of domestic violence by police often have nowhere to go as reporting the crime to their abuser's brothers in blue is a daunting task that could land them in deeper trouble. I say it all the time. Cops are the biggest gang in America. They're all in on it. Absolutely. They all cover for each other. It's a fraternity. It is a fraternity. It's a union. It's it's worse it's than a that. It's a, it's a fraternity. It's a fraternity. They they pledge to each other before they pledge to the public. Right. They will protect each other before they will protect anyone else. Right. Which is contrary to, of course, what we're taught in public schools. Right. What's written on the side of their cars to protect and serve. Right. And how often have you seen that? You see the it in community. movies all the time. Protecting the communities. The community, yeah. yeah the community. Television and movies. They they like to drive that home, right? You know, oh well, yeah, they're protecting and serving. They're the you know they're the thin blue line between us and chaos, right? Well, I you know I, I talk to people in Connecticut where you know I don't know it's Connecticut, yeah, it's it's just as crazy as California, it's just smaller, <clears throat> and it's on the East Coast. But you know you got people there like oh yeah back the blue back the blue and they get, you know and then they've got the don't tread on me sticker on the back of their car and you try to explain to them <laughs> that the police are the boot of the don't tread on me. And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, come on. Come yeah, on, man. Come on, man. It's, it's, who, who do you think's going to be doing the treading? <laughs> right. So, you know, and then someone said to me, like, the, the police, they're, they're, you know, again, they're, they're to protect and serve. I said, no, they're there to collect evidence and write reports. That's all they're there to do after a crime. They're not there to protect and serve. One would think, however, that if a child of a police officer came forward to report that she had been abused sexually, that cops would not be able to sweep it under the rug or look the other way. As the following incident illustrates, however, that is not the case. We'll give you more details about this story coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. And we're back. 
Yes, we are back. <laughs> Filling in for Richie Rich. It's <laughs> great. Yes, he's here vicariously through <laughs> Steve Classic. Yes, it is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Big kahuna. Steve Classic. And we are talking about, well, I'm talking about abolishing the police, and I am uh, I have three different stories about horrible police that uh, one is a follow-up. You're such a downer. And no good news about the police? Is there ever? I don't know. I mean, here's the deal with police. Some people say, oh, it's, it's just... It's it's a few rotten apples that spoil the barrel. Well, they spoil the whole barrel. <laughs> right. right. Um, if if police were to actually do something about their reputation and help it out, like uh, I'm I'm certain people will call and say, "Well, what should what do you think should be done, Captain? You're so smart. What what should, you know? Okay. Well, here, if cops really want to improve their reputation, uh, all they need to do is get together with all their other cop buddies on their little cop chats or whatever they use to communicate with each right, other. Squad cars. Yeah, or get on the on their radios. Radio, yeah. You know, they, okay, this is an all officer bulletin, and go. We're gonna stop. Stop pistol whipping people and, and, stop, stop, and stop, people. stop beating down people with their mag lights. And also, we're going to stop uh, arresting anybody for victimless crimes. Absolutely. That would make an immediate improvement across the board. I don't care yeah. what department you're in, if you're you know just a town cop or if you're in a large city, if all of you police would get together and act simultaneously to just stop harassing people for victimless crimes then you would immediately improve the entire situation. But you don't do that. And so we continue to have these stories because you have a monopoly on the use of violence. And the people have no choice in the matter. If you do a crappy job as a police officer, the people have no choice. They can't stop paying you. They can't subscribe to a different service. Can't fight back. I mean, not, well, you can, well, but you you'll can, be beaten but senseless. Severe consequences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they will they will beat you for doing so, mm-hmm. and they purport the authority to kill you for doing so. So he it, thought he had a gun. <laughs> he was reaching for his cell phone or whatever. It's nuts. I don't know how many times we've covered those types of stories. Before we go on, I want to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. When you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you are an eligible crypto user already, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines for all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. All right. Uh, I had just begun this second article talking about a 911 call from a 10-year-old girl says... uh, her dad is sexually abusing her. Her dad happens to be a cop, and the fellow cops cover it up. Well, this story is out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, one would think that if a child of a police officer came forward to report 
that she had been abused sexually that cops would not be able to sweep it under the rug or look the other way. However, that doesn't seem to be the case. In March, a 10-year-old girl called 911 and told dispatchers that her father, a veteran Chicago cop, had sexually abused her. The victim was scared and called 911. Responding officers would later report, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, adding that the actions she described were sexual in nature. The officer's arrest started out normal, and it appeared that he would be held accountable. He was taken into custody, according to the arrest report, for aggravated criminal sexual abuse by a family member, which is a serious felony charge. But after spending several hours in jail, he would be released on zero bail with new charges of domestic battery, a mere misdemeanor. Oh. We can talk more about You have something to say? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's typical. I mean, think about the monopoly, an organization with power. Another similar organization would be religion. Hmm. We see similar things happening, and it's a pattern. It is. Yeah, when, when you have the power, what's the phrase? Uh, power corrupts and absolutely, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Exactly. Uh, because the police force has a monopoly on violence, a monopoly on policing services, uh, nothing ever gets remedied. Right. So this guy's not going to get fired. Right. The company's not going to go out of business because they provided <laughs> a, a poor service. Absolutely right? not. It's going to continue to go on. We could talk more about that. Let's go to Rob calling from Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. What's on your mind? Yeah. So bad cops. It's important, Captain, that, you know, bad cops didn't just start, you know, a couple, two or three years ago. Right. Bad cops started. You know, long before any one of us on this show, on this show, myself and you guys, uh, before we were ever thought of, you know, and what about the times out there that the police committed crimes and they got away with it? You know, like, for instance, the what was it, 72, 73-year-old guy that was living in New Hampshire went ahead and stabbed to death that little girl mm. and then moved all the way to hell down to Tennessee or wherever the hell it was, and they found him through DNA. Yep. You know, <laughs> you know, you could go on and on with this. Captain Wenatchee, uh, the Wenatchee witch hunt. Yeah, and you, you bring up a very good point, Rob, and that is for every story, that that does make it to the airwaves here on Free Talk Live or through an alternative media outlet such as the Free Thought Project or Cop Watch or Cop Block or any of the other uh, alternative medias that, that do report on these stories. For everyone, how many of them go unheard? How many of these stories are never told? How many of these atrocities are they getting away with on a daily basis in your town? Well, I mean, like like I said, over in Wenatchee, Washington, I mean, them stories go back to the 1980s and 1990s right. where this detective, you know, just like going up to a tree and picking out apples, you know, he was picking out people out of churches and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and these, the, the lives of these people, this detective has long since has died, but... The people that didn't do these crimes are still suffering. Yeah, and they and they will. This guy is going to suffer for a much longer time, even though he's going to be awarded some money. And thank you for the call, Rob. We appreciate it. 
Well, you know, I mean, he's, he says like even going back to the 80s and 90s, what if you go back to the 70s, the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, you know, all the way back. Generations. Right. Yeah. And and it's it's a symptom of the fact that the organization is a monopoly. You only get these kinds of things when you have a monopoly. Right. You can't you can't cancel like you can cancel your cable bill. Your inter- you can't cancel your police bill. And it's it's a monopoly combined with the power and the authority. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's a deadly that's right. literally combination. Government goons with guns. Oh, I can't say that. No, you can. Oh, I can't. And okay. you just did. Yeah, I'm and sorry. it's an accurate statement. <laughs> right. No, They've got guns. No, no apologies necessary. They yeah. The, yeah, I mean, every law is a gun. Every law is backed. I mean, it's a piece of paper, but behind that piece of paper is a gun. Right. Hiding behind it. And if you violate that law, you know, okay, maybe they send you a letter, right? Maybe they show up at your house. They'll fine you. You know, yeah, that, that kind of a thing. But if you don't pay the fine, eventually these costumed guys with shiny badges <laughs> will show up. Will show up and, and they will want to take you away. And if you resist that, they will end your life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's intimidation as well. The whole, the whole persona, the whole uniform, the mannerisms. The boots, the glasses. Yeah, it's, it's everything. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Do you believe that it is time to abolish the police? Give us your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. We are back and front <laughs> and side. Uh, I'm not bottom or top, though. You guys can, you know. No, thank you. Throw a shampoo over that one. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. For those of you who are on hold right now, in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me tonight, Big Kahuna. Steve Classic. And uh, we're talking about, well, I'm talking about... Why do you say we're talking about that you say I'm talking about? Well, I thought, I thought aren't we all talking about it? No, maybe maybe it's just you that's talking about it. It's a usually, conversation. <laughs> yeah, usually, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for you guys is really why oh, I right, say okay, that. So, right. I thought and, we're all talking about it. And like I say, I'm talking about because the, the, the bigger picture, if you will, is my desire to see uh, police as they exist today. Abolished. I would like them to be replaced with market services. Right, like an on-demand. I want to, you know, I want to rent this movie. I want to rent the police. Yes, right. Yes. I want right. to subscribe to a service. Right. You know, have a, a security uh, service provider instead of an internet service provider. Right. I could have a security right. service provider. Outsource it. I could subscribe to a package that fit my individual needs yeah. instead of, oh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're paying the same, yeah. you know, regardless, right? Yeah. Um, some people need more of these services than others. Some people need less. I'd be able to tailor one to my budget. You'd be able to tailor mm-hmm. one to yours. Right. right? We're all like individuals. Tri- like if AAA, if you break down... You can subscribe to the service and right. pay right there. Right. Then you get the one-year plan. You get the, the silver, the gold, the platinum. Right, right, right. You can buy it on demand. So yeah. it's it's not rocket surgery or brain science. Or wait, brain <laughs> surgery, <laughs> rocket brain science? Brain surgery. No, anyway, uh, we'll talk more about what well, we've been talking about. Uh, we talked You've about one story. about it. We talked about one story where a jury has found some officers at fault 
for failing to stop another cop from beating an innocent teen uh, with a, a police flashlight, a mag light, if you will. And then we had started this story about a 10-year-old girl who called 911 to tell dispatchers that her father, a veteran Chicago, Chicago cop, was sexually abusing her. And uh, the story hasn't gotten into it, but apparently the, the cops covered this up as they are wont to do. So we'll talk more about that. We'll get more into that story. But first, let's go to Jill. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. As I understood it, they don't really have an absolute monopoly. I mean, if somebody is beating on you or somebody is breaking into your home and you've got the weapon and you don't, and the police aren't there and you don't have time to wait for them, you are allowed to act for yourself. Well, of course, self-defense. But what if it's the cops doing it to you? Well, I would imagine you could do it then, too. Yeah, the courts don't always see it that way, though. And you also have to be careful. I think the the cases you reported are absolutely outrageous, and they should be severely punished. Agreed. You also have to know your laws in your state. Some states have the stand your ground, you know, castle doctrine, this sort of thing. Others don't. And if you don't do the right thing, you're going to be the one in trouble. That's right. I believe under the Second Amendment, they all ought to have those. It's the federal constitution. Well, yeah, but we know what uh, politicians and courts like to use the constitution for, and it's right. uh, you know a replacement for your Charmin. Thanks for the right. call tonight, Joe. Want to hear a we good appreciate a- you. Want to hear a good ATF joke? Sure. Knock, knock. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Captain continues. Uh, let's go to Jet in Idaho. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay. Well, the main thing you need to know about... Um, police and cops and other people calling themselves law enforcement is that they're just other humans, just other people who are not morally superior. And the laws that they enforce are just the opinions of a small group, a very small group of men and women who are not morally superior either. And as well, many of them, most of them are dead, fired, retired, whatever. They don't exist anymore. So, in other words, the laws don't apply to me. <laughs> but, well, but, they they do if they say they do. Well, that's that's in any situation. A in what? other words, if someone walks up to you on the street and says, "I own you," I mean, you're owned <laughs> if if you're not able to take care of yourself. But I have um, I have some other scenarios that go along with the abortion thing, if I might. Okay. Okay, so scenario number one, you come upon an accident where there is a person struggling to get free. The car looks like it's going to be on fire. So we have, let's say, three choices. Do we help them succeed? Do we shut the door on them and watch them burn? Or do we do nothing and watch them burn? Scenario number two, we come upon someone drowning, struggling to stay alive. So do we help them succeed? Do we push them under, or do we stand by and do nothing and just watch them drown? Scenario number three. Mm-hmm. We come upon a blob in the womb struggling to mature into a child. That happened to me on the, way to, on the way to the show tonight. <laughs> no, yeah. Didn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do we help them grow? Do we cut the life cord, or we do nothing? So Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't think you're comparing apples to apples there, but 
I get what you're. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But why is it uh, everybody's responsibility to enforce this decision on other people? Well, it's a choice, and of course, you do have. Well, the no, it isn't. If if one way or the other way is forced upon people, if abortion is made illegal, then it's all going to go underground. Abortions are still going to happen. Right. But now you're forcing one preference amongst everybody, whereas if it's you know completely legal, then, you know, people can make their own decision. Well, I'm thinking that, uh, well, you know how Pickles uh, was saying that life begins when someone takes a breath. What about in the drowning situation where someone loses their breath? Does the spirit exit and then they. If you bring them back to life, the spirit comes back in. It's things like, this is why I maintain that human cells growing to be another human are simply human. And if we value this thing we call human life, we have to uh, protect its potential. And if we cut the cord before it can take its first breath, we're prohibiting its ability to become to enjoy life. I was thinking about That's this a- this further uh, last night after the show was over, and it occurs to me, of course, um, one thing that I learned, uh, I, at some point in my life, when I was young, uh, went to school for uh, recording engineering, you know, how to operate a board in a recording studio. Record You're doing bands, it. You're doing like it. Look at that. Yeah. Paid off. <laughs> and so what I learned is the word transduction or transducing, right? Uh, and I like to say that because deuce. <laughs> well, right? <laughs> I'm number two. <laughs> number two. Number two. Anyway, my point <laughs> is is that uh, all that happens in the audio world is uh, energy never begins or ends. It's only transduced. Deuce. Right. right. It's only it only changes from one form of energy to another. So in that respect, life life just exists. It never begins or ends. There is no beginning or end to it because when you die as a, as a human being, when you die, you know, sure, you might have breathed your last breath or taken your last breath, but your body decomposes, right? Maybe you get uh, incinerated or uh, maybe your body gets buried and you'd start to decompose. But all of that is contributing to the rest of the life cycle on planet Earth in some way, shape or form. So... Does life have a beginning and an end is an even bigger question. Well, I like your term. You might be able to modify a little bit, call it the life force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you can talk about it's uh, never beginning and never ending. Yeah, because it is, it could be, could fall into that thing we call energy. Energy can never be created or destroyed. I mean, that's what we think. Right. Anyway. But, um I don't know. Just wanted to add that that there are other situations in life where we have to make a choice whether to help someone survive or whether to do nothing or whether to worse, you know, uh, keep them from experiencing life. So hey, thanks for the call. I had. We appreciate it. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number. If you would like to join us, uh, let's go to Bad Slave in New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I am uh, happy to be on the phone with you. Listen, I I want to say that you know let's let's back away a little bit from you know this yeah. whole security thing and and look at the fact that um, 
what's happening. Hey, bad slave, can you hang on? Yeah, I'll right. hang. We'll keep you over. I know you had thoughts to get out, so stand by. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. We are, aren't we? I'm back. Are you back? I'm back. I'm back. back. I'm back. Indeed. It has been verified. We are back. Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. The topic is cops. Police, specifically. I would like to see the abolition, the abolishment, the go bye of police as it is known today. And instead, I would like to subscribe to a security service that provides services that I want and need for a fair price in which I have choice when subscribing. That is to say that I believe many people have different needs when it comes to security, when it comes to any type of policing, when it comes to investigation of crimes, when it comes to, you know, all of these things can be provided by the market. There are a whole bunch of people that have very entrepreneurial spirits who would do very well in a marketplace that did not have a monopoly. One of the reasons why you don't see a whole bunch of security companies offering these services for a very palatable price uh, with different choices and different packages to suit individual needs is because the government doesn't allow that to happen. It's a monopoly. You'll die (laughs) if you try to compete with them or or at least be put out of business very quickly. So... Uh, we started with a story about some cops who beat an innocent teen. Uh, one cop in particular, the cops that were with him were found. Yes, indeed, they are at fault for not stopping him from beating this innocent teen. But, of course, those cops aren't going to get punished in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the teen was awarded $500,000, which, of course, the the uh, taxpayers are going to foot the bill for that. Not the city. Not the city. Not the cops. <laughs> the taxpayers. The taxpayers. So City. Uh, and then we started talking about this other story where a 10-year-old girl called 911 to tell dispatchers that her father, who's a veteran Chicago cop, had sexually abused her. And instead of them doing the right thing, uh, they let this guy out after arresting him. Uh, instead of charging him with a felony, a very serious felony, uh, they let him out, no bail, on his own recognizance, and lowered the charges to domestic battery, a mere misdemeanor. And we'll get more into that. But first, let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, we were talking to Bad Slave in New Hampshire. And Bad Slave, you barely got a chance to speak. So what's on your mind? Yeah, well, I, what I wanted to say is that, that in a healthy society, which I think we all wish for, mm-hmm. uh, that every member of that society has a some bit of a responsibility to to take care of business, to be, you know, cognizant of of 
security, your own security. Yeah, I mean, if you don't honor your own personal security, you're nowhere. You know what I mean? And yeah, and, we don't. Uh, yeah, and, you, and so I'm I'm just saying that you know, like Kyle Rittenhouse, he yes, he know. stepped up. And he he actually did something. You bring up about- a very, very interesting point, Bad Slave, and that is when governments claim a monopoly over a service, in this case the police, what it does is it allows people to take no responsibility of their own for these things, right? Because uh, it's literally been outsourced. You are forced to pay for it via taxation, and so most people never think about it. They don't consider, oh, well, I might have to think about security myself. I might, you know, outside of maybe subscribing to like, you know, a home security system and ADT or something like that. Most folks don't think about what sorts of security and investigation needs and services they might need. They get to be lazy about it because it's outsourced to the state. Right. They, who they who will stop the speeders? They also assume that. The government agency is going to act in their best interest and do the best job possible for their needs, and that is not the that case. Is, that is far from the truth. I was, uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, online. There's a gentleman that you may know. Uh, his name is Barry Cooper. He's been fighting the law for a long time. He's a former uh, narcotics officer who was then persecuted uh, because he helps folks sort of uh, get out of their troubles with the law. And uh, his point was exactly this: that when the law claims the monopoly. Uh, people assume that the law is doing a good job, the best that they can. When in his experience in working with people, like anybody who gets a public defender, they just basically breeze through it. They don't really know what's going on. They don't know how to fight. They don't know how to stand up for their clients. They don't know. They don't really even know the law a lot of the times. And he spends most of his time teaching them how to do their jobs for his client. So. I just want to add to what what I started here is that 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 monopoly you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, Captain, is is in fact all of us, all of us that are able, and and I think that that you know number one, your idea of you know a uh, a uh, paid security force is fine. I think that, but but I think that the that that actually comes from uh, the the idea that uh, uh, that we're all going to be crowded into cities. I think that people that live in smaller towns, uh, you know, yeah, uh, know, you know, like like they have a, a voluntary. Uh, uh, fire department fire department mm-hmm. you can have a you can have a volunteer you could have committees of safety which was uh what existed in uh colonial america yeah uh you know back in the day and uh, and and they were responsible not only for the defense you know as, as a militia of 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 the people but of you know of you know enforcing the law uh, of being an emergency uh you know measure you know you know which it would be extended by by a fire department i you know we 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 can do this stuff and we can volunteer and and we can be 
you know, that bulwark and, and, and we can, you know, therefore continue to look to where we can improve society, you know, rather than being extorted and, uh, and, and have all this, uh, cost ladled into our, uh, uh, resources i i I just uh, you know it's like come on folks let's let's let you know if 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 we're already on a start with this is we're we're already looking to do constitutional carry although there's a chicago uh good luck in chicago with that (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean there's this guy uh a black guy in, in Chicago is a rep, and then there's a senator, too. They've been trying to pass this, you know, god-awful bill to basically, uh, you know, eliminate the possibility of individual yeah. self-defense. Yeah. Hey, uh, Slave, thanks for the call. Um, we the, the, the only way that the police services can be provided in the market as the government gets out of the way right now they're not going to do that right it's in my opinion like i wait i i can't see a way that they're going to do that i wish it could happen i wish there was a way now people are going to say well you got to call and write your congressperson or your senator or your mayor or whatever and like that i mean con they're not going to relinquish perhaps the most power that they have in at their disposal right now, uh, he did make some good points about uh, voluntarism in action. Like, uh, do you, have you guys ever gone like wilderness camping? Yes. Right. You go with a group of people and generally speaking, like one guy or a couple, you take shifts or something like that to sort of patrol your own camp, right? To provide yeah. your own security for your micro community, right? Well, and this is how it gets done in a free market, right? You find some, some people who are capable or some volunteers that want to help. Neighborhood block watch. Yeah. And if they do a good enough job, it becomes a business, and then people subscribe to this, et cetera, and so on. All of these things are possible. How do we get the government out of the way? 603-283-6160. If you know how to get the government out of the way, let us know. <laughs> and we're back. Big Kahuna. <laughs> I am Groot. What were we talking about at the break? Uh, we should be talking about six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We've got uh, a whole bunch of folks calling, and we'll get to those calls momentarily. This is Free Talk Live again. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you're having a hard time getting through. Uh, just please be patient as we work through the calls. Uh, keep trying, and we'll try to get you on the air tonight. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Big Kahuna. And Steve Classic. It is Big Kahuna's debut. So if you want to call and. Debut. You know, debut. Das Boot. Yeah. Das Boot. <laughs> He's filling in for Steve Classic. Steve Classic's filling in for Richie Rich. Right. And I'm, well, and I'm you're, just me. You're just filling in. I'm just me. I'm just here. I'm filling in for myself because I was absent <laughs> last week. So how's that feel? You know, uh, it, it feels, good to be back. It's good to be back. We've been talking about potentially abolishing the police. Uh, my thoughts on the subject are: uh, the government needs to get out of the way 
first and foremost, because you cannot, let's say you're some brilliant security-minded guy, and you have the greatest idea for how to provide cost-effective security police types of services, investigative services, you know, that type of thing, protection services, and you want to bring that to market. You can't because the government won't allow you to do it. They hate competition, so they won't allow you to do it. So how do we get the government out of the way? Good question. I mean, I think if you have three different private police forces and then just, hey, which one do you want to subscribe to? Yeah. It's like three different restaurants in town. Which one do you want to go to? Uh, we'll talk more about this, I'm sure. But first, let's go to Peakless Mountaineer oh. calling from New Hampshire. Peakless here on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? You have been summoned, apparently. Somebody spoke I your have. name and, and you, you doth appear. Doth? Half? Yeah. Doth? Wait, is it is it doth or half? I'm not sure. Didst and half. Didst thou doth appear? <laughs> What's on your mind, so, Peakless? Um, so, uh, uh, real quick, I just wanted to uh, uh, clear up one thing that uh, another caller had talked about with uh, uh, y- the police don't have the monopoly on the use of force, but they do have the monopoly on the initiation of force. Uh, very well, yes. Yes. And that's that's an important distinction because, like, the use of force, I mean, like another caller was saying, I mean, that, that should be everyone's responsibility, which was the original meaning of the term militia, was that every able-bodied man was capable of wielding force, but um, uh, that's gone by the wayside these days. But uh, the initiation of force is, is something that no one should have. Yeah, I agree. And through the magic... Of uh, yeah, I'm getting some weird whoa, 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 whoa. It sounds like weird uh, yeah. feedback going on there. Charlie Brown, weird. Anyway, through the magic of legislation, of course, uh, you know they they made this possible. Uh, so uh, you said you had something else to talk about, though, Peakless? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the reason I called was uh, I wanted to clarify what my argument was. So it was like, well, I mean, if you're if you're only a person when you have breath, well, what about the person who's drowning? Don't they? And it's like, no, 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 that's 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 not it at all. So what I was saying was that once you have taken that first breath, then you have property, like because that's the thing. Like, sure, there's there's uh, there's spirituality and uh, there's values and like you know when he's talking about like, well, shouldn't you help rescue a drowning person? It's like, well. I'm not obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's nice. It's good. It's better. It's it, it's what uh, in philosophy you call aesthetic, and, and that's why I pushed back on preferences yesterday because like that's talking about aesthetics. That's uh, what's good, but it's not uh, what's morally required. Yeah, I uh, and and I'm muting you while I'm talking because we're getting weird feedback here, Peakless. So uh, bear with me for just a moment. Uh, one of the things I think I think it came across as you know the first breath out of the womb. That's when life begins. That's what I think people are thinking or what they heard. That's what I had in my mind. Uh, you know, from the the show yesterday, and I think that that is not true. Again, I did some more thinking about the subject uh, overnight, and in fact. You know, egg cells are life. Sperm is life, right? Life exists uh, before those two things combine to create an embryo even. So I think that that's right, where the, right. yeah. So we're, t- we're not talking about life because, I mean, if it was life, then, uh, you know, you can't murder that mold over there. Like, no, no, we're talking about a human life. 
We're talking about, and especially we're talking about protecting a human life and when we are required to do that. And we're required to protect when you have mixed your labor with nature. Once that's done, then I can't just like stand idly by and watch someone, you know, light your house on fire. Like I have an obligation to uh, to protect uh, property. Yeah, I get your point about property. That that makes a lot more sense when putting the word property to it, because uh, libertarians, anarchists, subscribers to the non-aggression principle, uh, generally speaking, uh, believe that you own yourself. You are your own property, and that's kind of where the whole philosophy of freedom stems from. Is that you know you are your own boss. You own yourself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right. You own your body, and whatever your body does, you have to be held accountable for. So if your body does something awesome, great, right on, wonderful, and you get to profit from that. And, and the profit that comes from that is yours. At the same time, if your body does something terrible, if you break something that belonged to someone else, well, now we have to hold you liable for that. Yeah, and the other thing that I wanted to just mention while we're talking about the the subject of of abortion from last night uh, is that my position on it is that it's a personal choice in an individual situation, that it should not be legislated. And if you are in a position where you're considering making the choice, you must first come to terms with what the consequences of your choice will be. And that's something that we didn't get to talk about last night, were the consequences of your choice. Well, um, that's a tough one, because, like, if that is a human being, then you don't have the option. Like, if they own their body before they mix it with labor somehow, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. then you don't actually have the option there. Uh, In the same way, on the other hand, like, you you don't necessarily consider all of the possible outcomes. Like, look, you're, if you have a drink, there's there's more outcomes than you can consider at that point. But that doesn't mean you can't do that. So, I mean, it, it's a tricky situation with that because, like, if that is a human being, then we are obligated to protect it. If that if they own that body, if and only if they have property, then we have to protect it, and you aren't allowed to to infringe on it. Agreed. Hey, Peakless, thank you for chiming in and for your call tonight. We appreciate it. Peakless Mountaineer, everybody. Give him a round of applause. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the smarties. Very smart, very smart. One of the smarties. 603-283-6160. That's the phone number if you want to weigh in on any subjects. We'll get to more of your calls coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition. It's going to be my thing now. I'm going to steal it from him. Yeah? No, I don't know. I, I can't steal it. Can we thing. get uh, you and Richie Rich to, like, do harmonies? One, and, two, three, and, and we're, we're back. back! No, you got to do... Okay, oh, you go high, I'll go low. 
One, two, three. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> uh, that's not quite a harmony. we got to work on it. Yeah. Not on air. All right. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what this ridiculousness is that you're listening to uh, in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. And Steve Classic. Uh, and before we continue with the program, Free Talk Live's video archives have been over on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of stuff like that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over a million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could literally be taken down completely at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app over at library.com, lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Again, visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about potentially abolishing the police. We've been talking about police atrocities that are committed. We've been talking about how they have a monopoly on the initiation of force and that the existence of police is a monopoly on police services because they do provide services, albeit they don't do it very well. Uh, They are providing services, but they also don't allow competition. And so, you know, we've had a bunch of calls about it, and we're about to get back to those right now. In fact... Let's go to, I believe this is Dave in Washington. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, well, I apologize for sort of switching the topic. No, no, don't uh, ever apologize for that because it's called Free Talk Live for a reason. (laughs) If if you don't want to talk about what we're talking about, call in, change the subject. So that's what you're doing. All right, guys. Hey, um, on the uh, pro-life type issue, pro-life abortion issue, um, I just find it, I, I always find it interesting when I hear people at these rallies chanting various sayings, uh, and the, some of the sayings they're chanting, they don't understand the sort of hypocrisy in many ways of what they're saying. Like, let's go, uh, Brandon? Yeah, you know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking like, in this case, no uterus, no opinion, like men can't have an opinion. Oh, right. Uh, and the interesting part about that is that the Roe Wade opinion originally was, you know, done by seven male judges, so... If they don't like male opinion, I guess they want row weight overturned on that aspect. Interesting, then, yeah. You know, the, the my body, my choice chant, that's another one. Whenever I hear that, I want to put a sign up that has a picture of a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. And from the belly, I want to see one of those little mental bubbles of what you're thinking. And it's a my life, you know, my choice from the baby's perspective. Ah. Uh, and and because it seems like they never want to attribute the my body, my choice to the unborn baby. Um and the other issue, and the whole idea of this life thing, it all really comes down to, I think you guys all understand this too, that it's just when does life begin? That's the big, um, you know, linchpin in this whole thing. Because as soon as life begins, then it's not choice. There's no pro-choice argument anymore. You can't choose to kill somebody, whether it's in the privacy of your home, because they're making this all about privacy and trying to suggest that, you know, this basis of privacy means they're going to abolish LGBTQ rights and interracial rights. And I'm like, okay, that's all covered under the Equal Protection Clause. That doesn't have anything to do with privacy. Uh, but when I hear people make these arguments, 
uh, I have a more, I, I, I feel like, logical argument for pro-life if you want to hear it. <laughs> you called, so, uh, you know, if you want to tell national radio about it, go for it. <laughs> All right, so here it is. It's uh, legal and philosophical in a, an argument. Uh, philosophically, we generally, most people have the agreement that you protect the most vulnerable lives among us. That's why when a ship is sinking, the kids go to the, you know, the lifeboats first. Yep. Uh, it doesn't get too much more vulnerable than depending on another life for your preservation when you're in the belly of, a, of the mother. Uh, so you would think that we're going to preserve that life. There's also a notion of not uh, prosecuting or, or holding you accountable for someone else's deeds. Uh, so no fault of your own by something happens. And that comes in the idea of rape and incest in the case of, you know, are we going to let abortions occur? And while I sympathize with the idea of if a rape or, you know, something from incest occurs, uh, the problem is that that is not the responsibility of the baby. And so if we once we determine that that's a life, then you would have to say if by no fault of the child uh, does something happen. You obviously prosecute the perpetrator of crime, but the baby doesn't hold any responsibility to that. Uh, and then as far as when do we decide okay. when life is, because that's the crux of it, uh, the way I've come about it is that no, because no one can prove it, like no scientist can say it's here, it's a heartbeat, it's you know, mental activity or whatever, mm. you have to err on the side of caution. Much in the, in the way that we do in the legal system, if somebody's accused of murder, we don't say, well, we think you probably did, so you're guilty. The system is supposed to be set up so that a guilty person might go free if you can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So right, right. The guilty person is supposed to go free before you potentially end somebody's life who's innocent. Yeah, or take their liberty and freedom away, because we value that in this country. We're supposed to. Well, so, <laughs> that could be argued. You know, I, I all that, yeah, I, of course, yeah. I know you've had a lot of issues with the government. I get it, um, and I agree with you on most of all of that. Um, my whole my whole point on that, though, is that um, if we are going to go by that reasoning and you, you kind of think of the baby as the defendant, it should be up to whether it's the, the mother, the state, whoever you want to say, they should have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that is not a life. It should not be the requirement to prove that it is life. It should be the requirement to prove that it is not life. And one of the ways I go about thinking of how could I conceivably argue that it is life is I look to something that we've had for, I don't know, 50 years or so now called DNA. And since there's actual legal precedents where a rapist, because there's a statute of limitations on rape versus murder, mm. um, they have actually tried DNA for rape and got a conviction and then later on, when they found the rapist who you know, was accountable to that DNA, that person went to prison. They were already found guilty based on it being their DNA. So once you can identify a uniquely identifiable DNA, at that point, I believe it's extremely rational and reasonable to say that is a human life now because it's a uniquely identifiable person and, and, and DNA. What do you think? You have some very good points yeah. and some very interesting arguments, you guys. Well, I was going to say, how, would you be? Would you have to test the DNA of the fetus or the baby to see if it's actually different? And if that, and if, well, I was just going to say that's when it comes down to. At some point, you'd have to have some scientific, obviously, uh, experiments to determine when that is, and that would involve, you know, sampling pregnant women and going in and seeing at what point can you identify that it's a unique, identifiable DNA. Like you'd have to figure to go into a woman and, and be able to find that. So there'd be some testing involved. I don't know the exact answer because I'm not a DNA, you know, expert. You're not a rocket surgeon? (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) But I kind of believe that it's within a few hours. I think once the, you know, the sperm and the egg combined, I don't think it's that long before it's a uniquely identifiable DNA that is created. And, you know, you kind of, you hit the, hit the go button. And from then on, that is proceeding to a living, breathing person that's going to pop out of the womb as long as we don't do something to stop the process. 
And so I just think that saying it's a choice to be able to kill something that very well could be a life, until you can prove yep. it's not a life, I don't think that's a choice. Yeah, on this topic, I mean, the views tend to be on the extremes, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's either yes or no. And I, I hear what you're saying on the DNA thing. Um, yeah. Sort of related to that, not exactly the same. I've heard arguments, you know, when the baby can feel pain, things like that, yep. which happens after X number of weeks, I forget. But I think those are viable arguments um, that maybe yep. aren't at either extreme. Um, yeah. And then I try not to be in the extreme. I understand yeah, both yeah, points. Right. And, but the whole when movement occurs, I mean, I actually raise chickens, and yeah. sometimes you have to terminate a chicken's life, you know, if you were going to eat that but, chicken. And when you cut the head off, it still moves around. Okay, don't, so it's don't, hard to say that that's life. Do you know, not kick. Do not ever kick a chicken. Do not ever. <laughs> do not ever kick. But, take the head off. Don't ever kick a chicken. Hey, Dave. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, 603-283-6160. I think Big Kahuna had something more to say on this topic. If so, after this break. No. When we come back. <laughs> oh, coming geez. up on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. No chicken kicking going on. <laughs> And the phones are still packed. It's been an action-packed evening. Uh, if you're trying to get through to 603-283-6160, uh, just keep on trying. Uh, hopefully we can get through and get to everybody. I think it's doable at this point. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. And Steve Classic. Uh, we've been talking about, well, all sorts of fun things from abolishing the police to uh, s- police committing sexual assault to uh, how do we uh, get the government out of the way to you know do something about the police and their monopoly uh, to opinions on abortion and when does life begin and end I did want to follow up on that last caller. Okay, go ahead. In terms of hypocrisy. Yeah, all right. You had something to say. Yeah, so I've observed this. I mean, so the same crowd right now that's, you know, chanting, my body, my choice, which Mm -hmm. should say Elizabeth Warren in that crowd, not too long ago, they weren't saying, exactly saying that when it came to jabbing something into your arm. Oh, a little bit of hypocrisy? Just a bit. Just a little bit. Just an observation. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's, so I guess it's uh, their body Fauci's choice in that, in that <laughs> yeah, case. Yeah, I think so. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, interesting. Government yeah. people. Government people. Whatever the government says, do it. That's, that's The that science crap. is settled. <laughs> As it keeps changing <laughs> daily, because that's what science is. It's the investigation. It's a method. That's uh, science is a method. It's a method. Of investigation and uncovering. That's all it is. Yeah. Science is a method. It, in fact, by nature, the science can actually never be settled. It'll, it'll never be settled. You don't want it to be settled. No. Always new information coming out. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones and the fun. We've got Steve calling from Georgia. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so I have the answer for how we get government out of the way. Oh, I Ooh, okay. But my ears. my Let's ears are perked. Yeah. I feel like a German Shepherd over here going. Yeah. All right, go ahead, did Steve. Just call me, did somebody in the background just call me a liar? No, we said let's hear no. it. No. Oh, okay. You haven't said anything. Yeah. How could you be a liar? I mean, are you lying about having the answer? Uh, no, I'm not. So All right. There's this idea. It's called mass resistance infiltration. 
MRI? Um, yeah. Um, and now, now they're changing it to rock resistance operating concept. Okay. Um, and this is a, it's kind of weird that they keep changing the name, but it's the same basic principle that we've been using since, I don't know, uh, defeating, getting the Roman empire shut down. Um, and what it is, is you take all of these people that don't like each other, or let's say they don't like each other, but they just don't share a whole lot in common mm -hmm. and you get them to do the same thing. And that is tell the oppressor no really loudly over and over. And not only tell the oppressor no, but not really like just resist. Right. And it doesn't have to be violent. Like I'm not saying we have to, you know, attack the national guard or anything. Right. But what I am saying is if all of us libertarians got together and like just had a conversation with all the different gangs and all the different political groups. And we're just like, Hey, we really don't like each other a whole lot. Um, but these guys, they're really bad people. How about we all just stop paying taxes? And then what you do is all these people, you know, all these different groups, they're going to have people that own businesses and you convince the business owners don't pay taxes, go on this different market. And we all buy, sell and trade with people that like us. And then all of a sudden they don't have the money to continue the operation. There's too much resistance. It doesn't make sense. And then what you do is you say, Hey, over here in Northwest Georgia, it's Stephen Topia. And well, Steve, I, I have to ask then, like if that, and I agree, that seems like a sound strategy. Wouldn't that strategy be most effective if, people who share the ideas of freedom were to all gather and say one small state in the no. u.s and attempt to do exactly what you're saying wouldn't that have a greater impact than you know everybody doing it disparately historically no and the reason is think about this the united states is let's let's just use close numbers the united states is about two thousand miles wide about 19 miles in latitude and longitude, about, I guess you could say high on a map. Mm -hmm. um, if all of the resistors went to New Hampshire, it would be pretty easy just to stomp us out. Like it, geographically, it's easy to isolate and, and just handle. But if you're doing it in New Hampshire with, you know, you and a couple thousand people, and then I'm over here in Northwest Georgia doing with a couple hundred people. And there's a couple thousand people over here and a couple thousand people over here. And we're just scattered. How are they going to deal with us? Not only that, well, but. Uh, no, I see your point. Um, I, you know, I don't, I never said all of the people, but I think a large enough number of people gathering in a state like New Hampshire, for example, and sort of, mm, I don't know, showing the way, right? We've got a whole bunch of activists here uh there's one in the studio right, it's like a proof of concept tonight. we're doing the proof of concept here. right do the proof of concept and kind of show other people how to say no how do you say no at oh, a traffic stop for example how do you say no uh when you're in a public place uh, there's all sorts of activism that happens in the little town the show's based out of uh like in the town square for example which red, is actually red a square circle. Yeah, it's red actually a circle. Not a square. It's not a square. Nor is it red. <laughs> but what, what do you think about that? Like, like showing people how it's done. So once again, if, if let's let's use random numbers. Let's say five percent of all the knowers all move to Keene. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Keen becomes a no hot spot. Mm-hmm. They go in and like this is if you read Rock, right? I think the the new one just came out. Um, if it's by uh, Auto Phila or something, F I A L A. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you read that book, you understand something, and that is okay. We all go to Keen. We all get together and smoke weed and blow weed in their face, and they go to pull me over, and I go, nope, and I just drive to the the Freedom Church, and I walk in, and there's a bunch of people, and they're like, hey, there's no way we can get this guy into cuffs, Um, and we just make it really hard for them. All of a sudden, someone signs a piece of paper, and the 82nd Airborne and the 3rd Marine Battalion or whoever is walking around forcing us to say yes. Yeah, but doesn't or, that just further illustrate the tyrants that they are? Again, we're, we're attempting to show. Oh, okay, so the, the Marines come in, the 101st come in, whoever comes in, and a bunch of us get slaughtered, right? And now all of a sudden... I, I, I think that's an unrealistic outcome. I do not believe the United States government would uh, send troops to murder, uh, quote, citizens, unquote, of its own uh, country. Well, it's happened before. It has. Yeah. The, the move bombing recently yeah. recently occurred. It's true. But that is also uh, something that they like to sweep under the rug and not be highly publicized. Something like that uh, happening now with the age of the Internet and people with cell phones and everybody and their dog taking pictures and video and posting it, right. streaming it live. I mean, no, it's just I, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to think that there's going to be military action taken against peaceful activists okay now there's one thing that when you study these concepts there's one thing i find really interesting how many resistors do you think you need three percent three percent yeah i think i think the statistics uh, historically say three percent yeah you need you actually need 2.71 oh i was wrong and, yeah, but rounds, I mean, rounds to three. Yeah, libertarians, and we're only, not good at math. <laughs> well, some and of us are. Only one percent need to be the doers. <laughs> only one percent need to be the doers. So, yes. If you have two hundred and seventy-three people running around together, saying, "Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this," only a hundred percent have to be the ones carrying things out. Only one percent have to be marching down the street. Only one percent have to look at the cop and go, the ticket you're giving me, and just throw it out the window and drive off. Hey, Steve, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Uh, And it gives new meaning to 1%. That's a 1% I can get behind. 1% (laughs) of of the necessary total of activists to make change. Uh, If you are a doer and you are of the mind of freedom, if you, you know, have philosophized, you believe in the ownership of self, in the non-aggression principle, and you want to see freedom achieved in your lifetime, look into moving to New Hampshire for the greater freedom movement. There are all sorts of things here, like the Free State Project, for example. There are other people who uh, you know, don't participate in those uh, who would love to have you as their neighbors. New Hampshire! 603-283-6160 is the number. More of your calls and more Free Talk Live is coming up. Hour number three is next.
Free Talk Live. And we're back. We are, and it is hour number three of this live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We've still got a grip of callers on hold. If you're having trouble getting through, just keep trying. 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. Steve Classic. And it's getting real close. ForkFest 2022 is nearly upon us. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, and that means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving people here in New Hampshire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party, where you can connect with other attendees. You can find the ForkFest Telegram and the Matrix chat rooms as well. Again, ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there, ForkFest.Party. All right. We were talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, The last caller we had, I thought it was pretty good. He had some pretty valid points. Uh, did you guys have anything more before we go back to the phones? Nothing from me. All right. Yeah. Well, then let's the continue The captain continues. On. Let's continue on. Let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you come to judge. You come to judge. Where, where's the judge that he's, you know, where's he coming from? No, he's an Albuquerque man, that Tommy Jewell man, the one that's married to Angela Jewell, you know, the one that uh, that uh, trafficked my children. Does this have back, something to do with... Uh, Mm, and pretty, Monica Zamora. Yeah, and Monica Zamora yeah. and our... John J. Romero, John J. Romero Jr., John man. J. John J. Romero Jr., judge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. that one, that one. Right. Yeah, so anyway, before, the, before the, the brown judges trafficked my children, the black judges trafficked my children way before the brown judges trafficked my children. But you ain't, y'all don't know nothing about that yet because I've been all busy uh, talking about the brown judges. So now we can talk about the black judges, you know, Tommy Jewell and Angela Jewell. Because they both judges, they married each other. You know, they both went to UNM Law School. There's a pattern hey, there too, man. Hey, hey, David, can I can I just ask you to? I don't know if you're yelling into the phone. There's some crackling going on at the top of you know. You just man, we all we all we all yelling in this this hood all the time, man. We just can't help it, man. Maybe you know, hold the phone a little further away from your face then while you're while you're yelling. It's all the way at the end. Of, it's all the way at the end of my arm now. I'll try growing some longer arms uh, before my next call. All right, that sounds but good. Yeah, okay, man. All right. So three feet. Three, got a three-foot rule going on here. Oh, it's like COVID. Uh, Social distancing. Yeah. yeah, man. I do six feet for you, but, I don't, but, but I'm, I'm just a white boy. I ain't good at basketball. I ain't got them long old arms, you know, uh, so I can't do it. Yeah. All right. So, did, did you have a topic? What were you calling about? Yeah, well, that is the topic. The brown judges trafficked my children, the M. Monica Zamora and the John J. Romero Jr., but before the brown judges trafficked my children, the black judges trafficked my children. The Tommy and Angela Jewel. So that's what the, that's what I was telling you. Know the one that that uh, got all up in my grill at the black barber shop when I went there to get my white hair cut. Uh, no. Remember that, right? N- no. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, anyway, Tommy Jewel. He he and I. He want he want he got up in my face. He got up in my grill. He put it 
his head about a foot, about a foot from my face when I asked him about his wife trafficking my children when I ran into him at the black barbershop. So that, that's the one, you know, the uh, one that's the ninth degree, ninth degree or 33rd degree hey, black belt. Hey, hey David, uh, David, uh, but yeah. poor, poor job, poor job. Very poor. Yes. Poor impersonation. Thank you for the call. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's getting at. I, you know, he's uh, been he's been on sort of a racist tinge. Boy, recently. if you ever want to throw the emergency brakes on a good time, just yeah, the, yeah about just that take a call from David yeah. in New Mexico. Hostility, let's uh, try and let's try and uh, you know sort of uh, like the government let's, does let's, sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's restart the karma. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, that's a Major Payne. Oh, nope, sorry, Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> oh yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. I, I'm always happy to hear David. I mean, he's just really off the wall, and he lives in our state. But um, anyways, I just want to... Do you know him? Well, I've only heard him on the radio show. I've never met him. I I know quite a bit of his life. Okay. From calling in all the time, and I know about his kids that he's missing. So, but anyways, I wanted to expose uh, Albuquerque corruption of the, okay. the this company was uh was uh supposed to remodel the airport the the I don't know the where the waiting areas or something they got this contract and they mm-hmm. know the company's name but they drag out the the they dragged it out longer than what it's supposed to and they overcharged and they're they're being audited and all this happened with the uh, Mayor Berry's administration. Mayor Barry is the one that took out all of our red light cameras, by the way. Okay. And that's how he got elected. So that, you know, they'll do anything and say anything. And, and what's amazing is that Mayor Barry, he, he was a contractor before he ran for mayor. I mean, what is an odd, you know, flip flop over? Well, usually, a, being a, usually if somebody was a contractor and then they get into politics, po- get into politics and become a politician. They then use their position of power to curry favor and, you know, give contracts to, like, their contractor friends and that type of a thing. That's generally how it goes. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely knew that was coming up. So, I mean, he did everything three months before God, he re- got reelected and pulled out all the red light cameras. They didn't care how many people got killed. And everybody was thinking... Wait, 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 wait. You talk about red light cameras being removed like it's a bad thing. Yeah, how how do people die from red light cameras being removed? Well, the thing is that, okay, it was a whole, the red light cameras was also another con job to get reelected. What he said was, I'll do a thorough study before he got reelected, and he dumped it onto the voters. And then he, once they found out there was 3,000 more people that voted against the red light cameras, the voters, he just did whatever the which way the wind blew that was going to get the votes to get him reelected. Oh, wow. I mean, like, we've never heard of this wow. happening in politics. Yeah. It's, it's like in the state of right, Connecticut. Right. They state of Connecticut, they magically withheld the 25-cent state gas tax, and it right. it's an election year, right? Right. Yeah, Magic. This, this, this yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we, we were figuring out that all of us buddies – we're going to get all the contracts, and what I, what I hear is that once they leave the offices, that's when they make the real money, because those people that oh, they yeah. got hooked up, 
they'll turn around and give him jobs. Yep. Hey, Sarah, so, thanks for the call. Uh, and keep looking into that stuff because you're going to find that that happens far more frequently and you'll find that far more things happen than what you're describing. Keep, keep on keeping on. We appreciate the call. Uh, let's go right away to Major Payne. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Captain. I got a couple besides the old chicken kicking thing. What, what's the chicken uh, kicking thing? Yeah, I got an update <laughs> from the uh, Brio Supreme Court. And uh, I also wanted to touch on one of your earlier callers. You guys were bickering over 12 or 2.71% or 3% <laughs> of the population that takes to overthrow the government. Uh, no, for activism to be effective. Well, it, it took 3% of the population to overthrow Britain in the Revolutionary War, I guess is my point. Okay. And uh, It wasn't 2.71? Yeah, well, no, it was not 2.71. <laughs> All right, just checking. But, uh, anyway, the first time that the military was sicked upon the populace on this continent was over marijuana. <gasps> no. Marijuana? The devil's <laughs> lettuce? <laughs> Yes, the devil's lettuce. These were big, tall indica plants. They wanted long fibers for making ropes and sails and such. Just one marijuana and your children will be addicted instantly. Oh, I know. It's the the, the weed with the devil's roots in hell. I remember the poster well. But uh, Hey, Major, can you hang on? Sure. All right, we'll bring you back. Stand by. 603-283-6160. Don't let your children do even one marijuana. No. no. They could overdose and potentially die. <laughs> this is snarcasm, by the way. Uh. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to weigh in on anything we've been talking about tonight, we've talked about all sorts of fun stuff, including uh, uh, officers found at fault for failing to stop another cop from beating an innocent teen. Uh, We've talked about how the free market could replace police and do it better and for a more reasonable price with more choice. Whoa, what a concept. Pro-choice. Uh, we've, Police. we've talked about what is life? When does life begin? Uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, opinions on that. Uh, we've had more opinions on abortion. Uh, we've talked about showing resistance through activism. Uh, we've had David in New Mexico harsh our buzz a little bit. <laughs> uh, and so we're here. Let's go back to the phones because uh, we were talking with Major Payne who called about well, something. I know you were going to talk about kicking chickens, but I'm not sure what you really called about. Well, that was just a joke I was going to open with. Okay, well, go ahead. You can open with it now. You All right. Well, uh, you guys were talking about kicking chickens. Well, you never want to kick a chicken because chickens are considered foul, correct? Foul. <laughs> oh, boy. Every oh, time boy. you kick a chicken, he will fly foul. <laughs> That's it. I don't. Is Neither that fair nor foul? Okay, so there. Hang on. There's this thing in in the world known as a dad joke, right? Now that's worse than a dad joke. 
So well, I, I'm a grandpa. Okay, so granddad I, jokes. I'm, granddad jokes. Yeah, I'm, fi- I'm fixing to be a great grandpa. It's oh that that's like fitting description. It's a great granddad joke. So, right. I tell you what, Captain, you disclosed your age the other night on the radio. You yes. guys ought to open up an office pool. Who? How old is Major? I tell uh, you, I'll give you your first clue. Okay, wait, no, I, I want to guess. Each of us, hang on, hang on. Before you give us any clues, over under. Let's 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 just guess. I'm gonna say Major Payne is sixty-seven years old. Kahuna, I'm gonna say nope. eighty-one. Oh, I was gonna say eighty-one. I'll I'll take eighty-two. Oh goodness gravy, where are my teeth? <laughs> no, you're all way foul, like kicking, kicking. <laughs> all right, how old are you? Oh, no, no, you guys need to open up oh. an office pool. You, you can make oh, money okay. on it. Right, have to get right. squares, you know. Just... Well, uh, we were thinking actually of uh, opening a combination. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the first hint right now. Right. I was born a hundred years after peace was made at the courthouse. Bang. I don't. I'm, I'm as old as the Super Bowl. Anyway, we, we we was talking about uh, the first time that uh, the. Uh, War was waged upon the citizenry, and that was over marijuana pot. King George wanted the farmers to grow hemp, yep, and there was more profit in tobacco, right? So uh, that, and then about uh, my mind's working right. About seventy-five years after that, there was the Whiskey Rebellion. Mm-hmm. After uh, the Highlanders had moved over the Appalachians, and they discovered that they could uh, put seven bushels of corn into a whiskey jug and take it out over on the ass of a jack or the jack of an ass as it were okay but uh anyway as far as the burrito supreme court <laughs> the other there was a decision to, uh i don't know last couple of days here that uh there was some catholic or christian organization that wanted to fly a flag on a pole about yeah. the whole birthrights thing well they the burrito supreme court said that, well, this is not a government-sanctioned poll, so they can fly whatever the frick they want. Well, now the Church of Satan or some such thing has filed for a suit where they want to be able to fly their flag, a couple of them, one of them picturing baby dismemberment. I'll I'll talk to Ari about that. Maybe she knows something. That's just wrong, dude. Yeah, uh, are you familiar with a comedian named Doug Stanhope? No, sir. All right, so uh, he uh, <laughs> he did this thing where uh, there was uh, a person leaving uh, these flyers that were you know against uh, child porn and uh, you know abortion and you know all these kinds of things on people's cars underneath their their windshield wipers or whatever. And uh, it happened when he was getting out of his gig or whatever. And on the back of it was the picture of like you know the scan of like a, a woman pregnant with the you know the embryo inside of her or whatever right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, this guy apparently was just like a local guy who felt strongly about his position and made these flyers put he put his his actual phone number on these flyers of the guy and so Doug Stanhope mm-hmm. called him up and he did this like sort of reverse psychology thing on him he's like how dare you put a naked fetus on your flyer you have committed the most heinous child porn that anybody right so he reversed the thing on the guy and it was hilarious uh, oh 
Anything else, Major? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Right. I, I, I wouldn't want to wake up with that dude's phone number, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Major. We appreciate it. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, however, the topic we left off on, not so fun, uh, and that is this article from the Free Thought Project where a 10-year-old girl had called 911 to report to police that her dad was sexually assaulting her. Her dad happens to be a Chicago cop. He was arrested and initially charged with a heinous felony, but after spending several hours in jail, he would be released on zero bail with new charges of domestic battery, merely a misdemeanor. Surprised he didn't just get a parking ticket. Or right? no, it's it's fine. Ugh. You're a police. It's fine. Give you a warning. It's cool. You're protecting and serving. You do you do right. whatever you Qualified want. Qualified immunity. Yeah. Uh, though body worn camera footage was mentioned in the original report. A month later, and officials began claiming that there is no body camera footage. Only after attempting to hide it the first time, the video would finally be turned over to the assistant state attorney's office of Thomas Frank. Never trust a man with two first names. Unless his name is Ron Paul. That's the only That's the yeah. only caveat I say. You, no, you can listen to Ron Paul. Trusting him? Trusting All right. Okay. Uh, so anyway, it took a second subpoena to get this, this camera footage, this body cam. The Times reports that after the girl called 911, she told investigators her father kissed her cheek and lips and told her, quote, he wanted more while sucking her tongue, according to the arrest report and a charging document. I mean, a father would actually do that to their kid. I mean, is it a stepchild, maybe? I, I, uh, yeah. How old was the 10? 10. Really? The remaining details have been sealed because, quote, release of the victim's statements to the public could be disturbing for the victim and cause the victim to relive the traumatizing experience, unquote. Probably bad for the police as well. Well, well that, the minor details. That's how status say bad yeah, yeah. for the police. Yes. Yes. They say, oh, we're trying to protect the victim. And when they're really yeah. protecting themselves, their, their own uh, uh, cops. Right. Uh, court records show the officer was initially ordered to surrender his firearm and stay away from his daughter, but less than a week later, the order was amended, allowing him to visit and potentially threaten or re-victimize his alleged victim. A hearing on the case's status has been set for June 1st. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in on this horrendous story. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Uh, if you have missed any part of tonight's show thus far, or any of the other shows, we're here seven nights a week, uh, you can find all of them at freetalklive.com in the archive section. So, you know, I know when I was living on the West Coast, I was working like a eight to five type job. 
And I wouldn't get home until, you know, the show was an hour or so into it. So I'd always miss the first hour. But I would use the archive to catch up and, you know, oh, what did I miss? And who is that? Oh, I I came in halfway on this call or this topic, you know, kind of a thing. So it works out. So freetalklive.com. Check out the archives there. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. And Steve Classic. Uh, I think we're just going to, I don't want to call it the lightning round, but we'll call it uh, the speed round. The, uh, you know, uh, We're just going to mention some things because we have tons of tons of topics to talk about. Um, this is from Reason.com. The IRS stole money and hid the details for years. As law enforcement agencies Whoa. patrol for profit, the secrecy surrounding cash seizures must stop. You guys are probably wondering, okay, well, what is this about? Uh, the Internal Revenue Service demands transparency for you and me, of course. <laughs> they open ledgers, snoop through bank accounts, review receipts, but its appetite for disclosure disappears when the roles reverse. The IRS stonewalled for more than six years when our public interest law firm, the Institute for Justice, sought access to the agency's forfeiture database. Initially, the IRS wanted a $750,000 fee before it would accommodate the request, an unreasonable demand that would render the Freedom of Information Act useless for all but the wealthiest citizens. Jeez. I'd, I'd pay the 750 k because they probably got $200, 300000000 million, more than that. I, I the, the point is, is that if, if it supposedly is a public agency... Well, yeah, you shouldn't right? have to pay for it. And anybody who's dealt with agencies, especially the IRS... Theirs... Right. Yeah, I we mean, need a fee. I mean, we need a yeah, fee. Yeah. Uh, you didn't sign the right paperwork. It's sitting on somebody's desk. Yeah. I mean, the excuses and, and the red tape is just they'll endless. keep you going in circles Yeah, until you get until most people give up. I mean, that's the reality of it. Once in court, the IRS attempted a bait and switch rather than provide <laughs> the actual data. It released a summary of the report that was 99 percent redacted. <laughs> which means crossed out with, like, black marker. It then declared that it had gone above and beyond the legal requirements. The ruse worked at the district court level, but the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit ruled against the agency in 2019. After a second trip to the district court, the IRS finally coughed up the full database in April of 2022. So how long did that take? Six years. years. <laughs> Can you imagine? Now, how long do you think... If the IRS was asking you for, you know, all of your records, <laughs> records yeah. your bank and your tax filings and all that, you know, how long do you yeah. do you yeah. think they'd wait six yeah. years? You have until they, Friday. They usually want it immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. Yeah. 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 You got yeah. one week to get it to us. Right. Uh, for those of you not familiar, why I say theirs, uh, the, T-H-E, and then IRS, IRS, if you put them together, <laughs> spells theirs. <laughs> There's report. Sounds about right. Uh, something I wanted to get to uh, yesterday, but wasn't able to. Germany has announced. Uh, they announced it, and then some people are like, "Well, wait, what does that really mean?" And they asked Germany. The this is the politicians now in Germany, so take it for what it's worth. But they asked them to clarify what it means, and they have done so. Germany says no taxes capital gains specifically no taxes for selling bitcoin btc and ethereum eth if you've held it for over a year and what about your mm. shiba inu yeah they haven't well, yeah. just and your shibu you know. out of yeah. luck what about your dogecoin germany's finance ministry <laughs> said 
private individuals won't have to pay taxes when selling BTC or ETH if they have held the assets for more than a year. Uh, Germany's Ministry of Finance published a letter focused on the income tax treatment of digital assets, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. So maybe it covers all of the digital assets. I don't know. Mm. After collaborating with the highest tax authorities of the federal states, the lawmakers decided to make the sale of Bitcoin and Ethereum tax-free if those assets were held for over 12 months. The policy will apply even if the cryptocurrencies have been employed for staking or lending. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm very surprised by that. Me too. Yeah, and I, I thought Shanghai just said that Bitcoin is digital property. It's not a currency. That's, I don't know. Everyone's all up in arms. Like, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, the Crypto 6 case, which if you're unfamiliar with, you can find out more at thecrypto6.com. That's thecrypto6.com. Interestingly, in that case, it may come about the disagreement between the federal government and the New Hampshire government uh, as to what cryptocurrency actually is. Right, it's a computing platform, isn't it? Or it's computing New, power? New Hampshire recognizes it as, in my opinion, the correct way is what it is, which is computer code. Right. And, and computer code is speech. And so in New Hampshire, cryptocurrency is speech and thus regulated as freedom of speech, whereas the federal government recognizes it as an asset, right? right. Uh, a commodity, if you right. will. And so it's possible that these two things, you know, come to a head uh, with the it'll, crypto six yeah, case. end up in the, in the uh, Supreme Court, maybe. We'll see. But, like, there will be some precedent set, I think, uh, by the time all is said but and done. But if it's speech, how could, the, how could the federal government go against speech? How can they tax well, speech? You, they, can't, you can't tax speech, right. can you? I don't know. I've never heard of speech we'll being find taxed, out. have you? Yeah. Well, if anybody can do it. They, 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 can, they can do it. The IRS will take six years to figure that out. <laughs> they, they have all the guns, so all you need to do is threaten everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, previously, digital assets used in such activities had to be held for 10 years to be exempt from taxation in Germany. The ministry outlined that this is the first time when the subject has been addressed with a nationwide uniform administrative instruction. The officials vowed to keep dealing with the digital asset taxation policy and eliminate any arising issues. To do so, they will work in close coordination with federal tax authorities and blah, 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 government, this, that. Authorities. I love that word. It's like officials. So <laughs> uh, this is close, in my opinion. Um, it's something new that is kind of undefinable or meets several definitions because of what it is. Uh, it also has the ability to change. I'm talking about cryptocurrencies in general, mm. Bitcoin, any of them. Right. right. Because they're code, right? If the the folks who are you know maintaining the code and making sure that it stays up to date and it stays a working uh, you know digital thing, mm-hmm. right? If they decide it needs to change in some way, they just go ahead and write more code and make the change. That's how it works. So it's an adaptable thing, which is really going to be interesting <laughs> when governments start trying to say, oh, you can't do this. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, we'll just write some code around that. Your Google web browser is a taxable asset. Yeah. What? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that all turns out. Uh, speaking of cryptocurrency, the United Arab Emirates uh, air, uh, biggest airline, Emirates, is set to use... Bitcoin as a payment for flight. So you can use computer code to fly around the world? 
one of the United Arab Emirates' leading airlines, Emirates Airline, said it has plans to add Bitcoin as a payment service. The airline is planning to recruit personnel to create applications that monitor client needs. Uh, reports of the airline's plan to embrace Bitcoin come just a few weeks after it revealed its NFT and metaverse plans. As reported by Bitcoin.com News, the company's goal with the metaverse launch is to ensure the airline is aligned with the UAE's vision for the digital economy. Wow. That's pretty good. I like that. Cryptocurrency going mainstream, man. I mean, I don't know how much more mainstream you get than one of the you know major airlines. Plane ticket, in the, yeah. You know, yeah. You can fly to Washington, D.C. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Coming up, uh, why is it when Mark Cuban says something that I've been saying, he's been hailed as a prophet, but I am called a conspiracy theorist? This is Free Talk Live. Final segment of Free Talk Live is underway. Uh, we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Big kahuna. And Steve Classic. And before we go on with the show, I want to take a minute to say thank you to Jack. Jack is a silver level amplifier. What is an amplifier, you might ask? No, it's not a piece of equipment <laughs> that guitars make sound out of. It, it it amp or amps stands for advertise market promote and support and you can find out all about it over at amps.freetalklive.com this is a way for you to contribute to our program and help us get on more radio stations we're currently on somewhere near uh, 200 we could be on 220 250 300 is not out of the question it's all up to you the money goes as Stated in the title, advertise, market, promote, and support to help get us uh, to more listeners. So if you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics, the callers, if you find value in what you're listening to and you want to help us spread the message of liberty, peace, and freedom to more people, consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Jack, for your contribution. You are important, and we appreciate you. You could be in uh, Steve Topia. In Georgia. Steve Topia. Start a new station down there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve Topia, you should be broadcasting us if you're not. Uh, so uh, we were, we have somebody on hold, but I wanted to just, we teased before going to the break there that Mark Cuban is saying something that I've been saying for a while. And people are like, ah, you're crazy. And, uh, libertarians, <laughs> libertarians, and particularly like early adopters of like cryptocurrency, stuff like that, which we all are. Um, generally have a higher rate of pattern recognition than, say, the average Joe. Uh, and I've attributed that to my opinion on cryptocurrency. I've been saying for a long time that cryptocurrency is following almost identically. There are some variations, but it's following the same technological adoption curve that the Internet followed and that we are currently in the... Um, we're probably right around the search engine wars 
time right. of the internet, right? When uh, before Google took over, it was Netscape, like Netscape, and Dice, and <laughs> Ask Jeeves, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So, so I've been saying this for a long right. time. Uh, this from Fortune.com, Mark Cuban is reliving the internet boom when he looks to crypto. The, quote, consolidation phase, unquote, is coming, he says. And the consolidation phase, of course, does refer to uh, right around the search engine wars time uh, when everything just started like, oh, and uh, the smaller companies right. started getting bought up by the bigger companies. Pets.com went south like Shiba Inu. The dot gonna, bomb yeah, yeah. happened, <laughs> yeah, right. right, instead yeah. of dot com. Yeah. All of that happened. So I have an article on that, but I want to get to uh, Jack, who's calling from Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. I was going to call about abortion, and then I thought, well, I'm going to say something about Mark Cuban. All right. But then I heard what you guys just said about Mark Cuban, and I am uh, uh, well, so, short of knowledge. Well, so of, let me uh, let me just say, what, so I've been saying that you know, cryptocurrency is following the same tech curve as uh, the internet uh, has, and people are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, or you're a conspiracy theorist, or you know, whatever. They're calling me a hack or whatever. Uh, Mark Cuban says it, and they're like, oh, "This guy is prophetic. He is a he okay. is a seer, you know." And I'm like, "Well, this is what I was going to say. He seems like you know how there's B movies. Yeah, he's kind of like the B billionaire. Ironically enough, he, <laughs> he's one way or the other. Sometimes he's a liberal, so he's a conservative. He owns basketball people, you know, and that seems kind of racist. He's and, the Tim Thomerson of uh, you know yeah. billionaires." You know, he's on that show where they have to like give money away for uh, inventions. I mean, that's every commercial on you know words with friends. I guarantee <laughs> you. I guarantee you. Right now, there are people searching who's Tim Thomerson. Tim Thomerson <laughs> was the beest of B movie actors. He was in oh, okay. all of the B movies. And, and as soon as you see his face, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that's Mark Cuban, man. You just see, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's he's in a meme. You know, yeah. The Republicans are like, hell, he's so awesome. And then two seconds later, the Democrats are like, oh, my God, he's amazing. You know, yeah, he's just a, a B-billionaire. Is that what you wanted to say about him? Um, yeah, that, I, I didn't know about the Bitcoin stuff. And I root for Bitcoin. And I am, you know, I I don't quite understand it. If there's one of those, uh, uh, what are they called, Ele- electro- electric magnetic uh, pulses or whatever emp yep yeah what happens if you know what happens to our bitcoin yeah what happens so to your I bank want... account well I, okay so if there is an emp <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you're not yeah, going to be able to get that. any cash out of your bank either Same so thing. yeah however that being said um i covered a i think we mentioned it in maybe a speed round a couple of weeks ago uh that Doge, for the first time, it's a different cryptocurrency if you're not familiar with it, uh, was transmitted via radio broadcast. Oh, that's cool. So in the the case of an EMP, as long as somebody somewhere, and it's very likely because governments build bunkers, people build, you know, stuff in the sides of mountains or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some electronics that still fire up post EMP. And as long as some of those electronics are left over and can fire up, well, if they have a copy of any blockchain on them, uh, the blockchain can then still be used. And as soon as more computers get you know repaired or built or whatever it takes, uh, the blockchain can continue Just as if nothing happened. Right. And people can actually transmit value OTA over the air, right, via regular ass radio, just like we're being broadcast <laughs> on right crazy. now here on Free Talk Live. Yeah. 
Well, I would say like, you know, like Mark Cuban's talking about the internet and I tell people about Bitcoin. I said, well, just pretend it's 1995, 1996. And there's this company called Amazon. And in the future, they're going to deliver everything to your house. Yeah, you and mean people, the bookstore? No, no, like, no. no that can never happen. Crazy. You mean the website for books? Yeah. They're going to deliver everything, that's even a, baby formula. No, that's a crazy concept. Exactly. Like, they're going to be worth well, a trillion dollars. They're not going to be able to deliver dollars. baby formula now. No, not unless you're from Canada. Here's a quote. Crypto. <laughs> this is Mark Cuban, a quote from him. Crypto. Uh, it's actually a tweet. That he tweeted, no. crypto is going through the lull that the internet went through. Oh, thanks. Oh. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> After the initial surge of ex- exciting apps, NFTs, DeFi, P2E, we saw the imitation phase as chains subsidized the movement of those apps to their chains, bandwidth, and storage subsidy startups in the 2000s. Thank you, Mark Cuban. You're such a brilliant prophet. He's so much smarter than you, Captain. I guess. Uh, Jack, did you have anything more to say? You said, I thought you had another topic. Um, I was just going to say just nicely and politely that I have family that remind me of uh, a certain David from New Mexico. And they, with their their knowledge of judges and, and their uh, attention to detail, mm-hmm. seem like they have a lot of times have a, a certain type of substance abuse that may put them in front of judges and make them have family problems. I'm being as polite as I can. I see. You have a, a theory as to why a, uh, a certain caller uh, behaves in, in the manner that he does. Yes, based on behavior I've seen before from close family. Hmm, interesting. So I, I care about him. All right. Anything I else? I hope the best for him. No, that's it, man. Thanks, guys. Great show tonight. I don't know what you were doing, but it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's Kahuna. He's it's, here. It, it's big Kahuna night here at Free Talk Live. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jack. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, an excellent baptism for the big Kahuna as well. Oh, thank you. I had a great time. Yeah, it's it's been fun, and uh, we hope to do it again. Uh, we'll have some, you know, some more shuffling around as time goes on, and people, you know, take days off, and summers here, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Big so, Kahuna night. Yeah. So uh, if you're around, I, I will be around. I'm, I'm happy Pretty to uh, happy to put oh. you in the seat, of yeah. course. Uh, just more. So what else did Cuban say? More on Cuban. Uh, after more on what? More, more on, on Cuban, Cuban? Right, yeah. <laughs> like that. That's great. After a recent surge of exciting uh, blockchain-based innovations in the crypto space, uh, we already heard that. Uh, he compared this to the dot-com boom. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes. Uh, in the 2000s, when internet startups behaved similarly, launching copycat products and promising returns before the bubble burst. Mm-hmm. So he, he's saying that all these other cryptocurrencies, right. And, right? and what happened with these companies? They, this is called competition, right? Right. Uh, so you see Bitcoin, the sort of the, the big daddy right, right now of cryptocurrencies, and then mm-hmm. Ethereum came along and said, "Well, we want to do that, but we also want to." They had a different philosophy. We want to mm-hmm. build like a computer in the sky that people can develop right. programs on, and other people saw both of these applications and went, well, we can do that. Right. And also, like, uh, I'm a big fan of things like uh, Monero, privacy coins right. in general, uh, that type of a thing. So I, I want to see, you know, more features being developed. I want to see features on individual coins become default features and coins that don't have them. And the Bitcoin browser. That'd be sweet. <laughs> We're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Thank you, Big Kahuna. Thank you, Steve Classic. Thank you to our listeners. Peace. Peace.